Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Gen X Men. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me tonight is our esteemed other hosts. <laughs> I'm Derek. And I'm Anthony. Hello. And, and we are just going to get right into it with uh, so, our wait. current events. Current events. I mean, this year Already? is what, 40%? We were just arguing about uh, the percentage uh, of I the think, year I being I think over. we came up to 44%. It's 44.5. I stop with that half shit. Three, 40, 44.78% <laughs> through the year. So 2017, how's it doing? How's how's it shaping up versus... It blows. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> it sucks so far. It's supposed to be so much better. Right. Things yeah. are... Well, I don't know how it was going to get better with Knucklehead in the fucking White House, but... So I, that's I a topic for later on in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back, but we'll come back topic. to that. We'll come shit. back to the we'll, state of Trumpistan. We'll, we'll push that out of the way right now, like the leader of Montenegro, and come back to it later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice if you don't segue. get that yeah. reference, we'll we'll explain it later. Stick with us. All right, you want to start with this our wolf blitz or the, the, let's, the elephant in the room, the proverbial uh, big news for Generation X this week. Let's start out with Absolutely. the, the as, body count as usual. Uh, well, <laughs> let's start out on a high as, note. As, as, as self-proclaimed voices of Generation X, the Gen X men, us, we have to obviously comment when we lose one of the voices of Generation X. And yes. sad to say, dearly departed Chris Cornell. And I, if I'm being honest... I, my wife woke me up and said Chris Cornell died with something around his neck, and for her it was like Michael Hutchins from NXS all over again, and I avoided every little bit of it I can because it's crushing me to this day. I can't really get into it, but what do you guys think? I mean, what's um, <coughs> what's there to talk about with Chris Cornell? I mean, he was he was absolutely phenomenal, incredibly talented. Dan, I, me think? personally, I love Soundgarden. I didn't get into Audio Sleeve, um, right. but that being said. I my first exposure to Soundgarden was on MTV with the video Outshined. Mm. No, Rusty Cage. I'm sorry. Okay, I um, think mine was Outshined was the first video I saw. Yeah, I think Outshined was the f my first exposure to Soundgarden. Yeah, yeah and I'll I'll tell you just the visuals in the in the video alone. You know, like that whole like grittiness of it. Yeah, but like his voice was different than what everybody else was doing. it was it was unique and it was powerful and it was was piercing um i and I, this is not a joke what i'm about to say this is absolutely true but i broke up i was young i broke up with a girl because she said chris cornell's voice had no passion in it and i said i want nothing to do with you i didn't say it right at is that moment. real is that, that real? is a real story you really did. and it was like a week later and i'm like this this i can't i can't be i mean i was young i didn't know any better but that's great though i, I did i'm like <laughs> I, you're 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 wrong and i can't be i, mean, I was like, seven, like i was like 17 years old man I, that's that's how you judged how you could be with somebody right. So what rock band you like, I right. guess. Or Take off the T-shirt before you make the brand break. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the brand, the yes. band break up, right? Like, <laughs> right. Before you make the wedding, wedding singer. singer. Yeah. The wedding singer, yeah. right, yeah. Um, I, no, she wasn't crazy. We just had a fundamental disagreement, and it was the hey, right man. thing to do because I'm not with her. <laughs> Is it safe to say that our ago. generation, I mean, it was very... Our music and us, we were very inextricably, inextricably linked. Absolutely. I think, was I, it I, just a Generation S thing that we, you are into music? Were people I, that were into music? I think, I, I mean, I you, still had, are. you had, you had, you had, 
you know, you had the beginning of rock and roll, and that was hard. It was a hard development. You know, it was you know, like it went against the white establishment, and people didn't like that back then. Absolutely. And then you had the '60s, and you had that classic rock era, which. Growing up, that's all I heard about and how everything else sucked. And then the ni- early ni- late 80s, early 90s rolled around, and then Nevermind came out, and things changed overnight, and things were great. We had a yeah. few bright, just absolutely glowing years of, of new and different and wonderful new music, and yeah. it, 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 it absolutely gave an identity to a generation that was... Hey, don't discount New Wave, okay? Well, no, wait a second. No, wait a second. No, <laughs> new Wave and Punk was all there, and it was all, it was all necessary, but nothing like the impact of grunge, and nothing defining a generation like grunge did. Yeah. I mean, Punk yeah, it had its moments, and, and it, it, it definitely brought in a, a new twist, and it was awesome, and I'm not taking anything away from that, or, new, or even New Wave, or hair metal, or whatever. I mean... Well, hair metal defined a generation pretty well too, but yeah. But as far as Generation X and its lasting yeah, impression, in a good way. But I think <laughs> right. like music goes. Does it go in cycles? I mean, it goes from there's like the really good serious music that that can be lighthearted, but but then there's like the schlock. So it's you have classic rock, but then you had disco, you know, and then right. you had you know you had some glam good, rock. You had glam rock versus real good metal, you know, yeah. and then you had like the stupid. Like crisscross is going to make you jump, you know, during the grunge era. So there's there's the schlock that kind of comes around the same well, time as the good stuff. You so had you had hip hop developing all along that time. That's true. Rap came out and rap yeah, was not rap. the, the yeah. well, but but rap in the beginning. I don't want to say it wasn't serious because it definitely was, but it wasn't. I mean, it was it was lighter hearted. Like it wasn't like rock was in the fifties, and then it hit its moment with, let's say, N.W.A., and it it became more of a message based thing. I mean, and I, I'm generalizing here; I'm not getting yeah. into specifics, yeah, but, but I'm generalizing. So it's like you had the moment of development, and then you had the moment of seriousness, and right. then you had that yeah. that delve, and then you know, I I I, I haven't really gotten enough into the hip hop history lately. I mean, I don't know, yeah, where it goes from there. But I mean, the early nineties, you had a convergence of all of those factors, and and I think the best rap slash hip hop. That ever came out was the early nineties or late eighties. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, well, we're talking about the day straight out of Compton, phenomenal, seminal. Album. Let's let's talk about hip hop when like Dr. Dre dies or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no. Let's get back to Chris yeah. Cornell. Well, right. Let's as far get back as, to Chris as, Cornell. As, as, as imagery <clears throat> and imagery. identity with regards to you know, attaching stuff to a generation, just like the late sixties and the hippie movement, all those washed out hypocrites. All that <laughs> they had their moment, just like we did in the early nineties. But I think we were. I think there was a closer connection between our music and the message of our music and the lifestyle of our music to the actual generation versus the hippies who had a moment, you know, of peace and love and, and kind of died and they yeah. went their own way and it didn't really mean much after that once they all grew up. Generation X, we're still the weirdo generation that's aloof and, you know, not quite 100% buying into the dream in a sense. You know what I mean? I think, yeah. I think it still speaks you, for us. You know, I listened to a lot of uh, Soundgarden recently. Right. And like I actually like seriously paid attention to these the, the lyrics, like they're prof- prophetic, man. With was as far as like what happened to them. Yeah, a lot of them are like super depressing, man. What's that? The, I'm sorry, say that again. The lyrics. The lyrics. The, yeah. yeah. I, I was my, my my wife was listening to what the hell? One of the music Spotify. That's a thing, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's what and them kids are the, listening uh, to these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Spotify. Whatever these kids are into it out. The Spotify. They listen to the Spotify. In my, day, in my pa- day, we bought tapes and we liked it. They're Pac-Man video games. Actually, we hated it. I fucking hated tapes. 
Um, but the she was listening. <laughs> she was listening to Spotify. Listening to Spotify. She put on the, the Soundgarden station, and just like their uh, like Suicide came on first thing, and it's yeah. like, oh wow, yeah, that's creepy. I mean, that's that's um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> talk I mean, about sticking a pin in the balloon. You know, Jesus for Christ. for me, it was you know pretty news. The yeah, first. Jesus. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. Yep. I've been avoiding it totally. Like I'm crushed by it. Well, and yeah. My, what I, does I, that mean? I mean, are these people were they just depressed individuals back then, and then it just caught up with them at different times? I mean, there was. On, I'm sorry. You rewinding the tape with your finger there, <laughs> and you're like spinning I did that a lot too. <laughs> uh, he's been on anti. Uh, depressant medication, anxiety medication yeah, he's, for a long time. Since he was like fucking twelve years old, I heard. I mean. He's been on some sort of medication, mood-altering medication, for almost the entirety of his life. Of course he's going to be. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at uh, Kurt. You look at you know Lane Staley. You look at I, I, Scott Weiland eventually. The drugs caught up with him. Yeah. yeah. I, mm. I don't know what they had medically as far as clinical depression was concerned. But, I mean, yeah, their lyrics were generally kind of pessimistic in some spots at, at least sad. cynical a little sad uh, you know a little a little bitter so i mean did that rub off rub off on us and should it have you know i mean i love the music of our generation but hey you know did it need to be so depressing in spots i mean then again there was some lighthearted music from some of these bands and some of the other bands i that, can personally you know, say what did what did they represent? I still I mean, like the Gin Blossoms. I don't care who knows. Hey, yeah, the Gin Blossoms. I mean, but you had like this. I, I don't know. I mean, is that a question we need to explore? Maybe. Uh, I, I personally can say that I went through a huge time in my life where I was depressed and stuff, and that's the kind of music I like to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, but you were depressed and you were drawn to it. You weren't depressed because of it. No. Right. I, no, and I don't think you were saying that. I don't think anybody necessarily would. I mean, that goes back to the whole, and this is you know our our, our the the banner that we take up is that you know don't blame heavy metal for your yeah your emotional problems. Don't blame exactly. Ozzy Osbourne because some kid killed himself. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Priest. It was Ozzy Osbourne as well. The suicide solution. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was him too. It was him too. Uh, but 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 I don't blame that to be, for them. I know it's it, you can't blame it all on them. I'm not saying that that's the impetus, but I'm saying right. like when you hear like when your idol is singing about you know. Yeah, pretty news and like stuff suicide. like that. I like suicide and bury me softly in this womb and you know, just that's what's what's that song? Um, down on a hole, right? So when they're dirt. singing about dirt, when they're singing about you know dem bones and they're talking about their own demise and kind of like a pessimistic view. I mean, did that color us to a point though? I mean, you can't escape some influence. You know, I'm not saying that that we ne- we we need to take responsibility for our past, present, and future. You know. Or, or, or how we approach the world. I think. It right. does. It does. So it's just. Yeah. But it's it's interesting though when you think about, you know, some of the lyrics. I mean, I was just thinking about Temple of the Dog the other day, which was a masterpiece of an album that Chris yeah. Cornell was involved with. Oh, like the, that. That well, they create. They that was the original supergroup as for our generation, as far as I'm concerned. Like sure. Temple of the Dog was just. Don't don't know, they say that art imitates life? Dude, they say a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, but um, and life know, can imitate art, and mm-hmm. art can imitate life. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I just it's I've just I, got the thinking like our generation has this stigma of being, you know, and do we deserve that stigma? We we're, we're we're loners, we're you know, we talk about how we're the latchkey kid generation and that rubbed off on us. Maybe it, you know, again, we can break out of our destiny if we, we, own we can determine it. our own destiny if we face it, right? So yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was I think it was more of a voice of our generation versus forming our generation like it yeah it, it, it we all kind of said oh yeah wait a minute 
that's kind of how I really feel. Like the, yeah. the 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 phoniness of the '80s had washed off, and you're like, I just can't do this anymore. It's just yeah. it's just too ridiculous. If you were if you were into it at all, I don't know. But I mean, I was too young to really get into it. But so I like grunge the music is a the reaction, a rejection of glam. Is, I don't Absolutely. know that. It, I don't think. It, I mean, yes, it is in a sense. I mean, it, was, it, yeah, it became popular because of that, but it didn't form because of that. No. I mean, it forms because these people had rough childhoods and or you know alone or they were loners or they they had their own aloofness <laughs> and or and, and you know just innate aloofness or they had you know the typical latchkey issues latchkey kid issues and that's how they grew up and so that's these, what, that's how they were formed these rockers i mean these grunge artists were the older uh gen, gen xers, xers right? the older they were, gen xers they were older yeah. gen xers speaking yeah. to us younger gen xers so as musicians so, yeah. of our generation the earlier people of our generation kind of <laughs> speaking to us and you know for better or worse there's always two sides to every coin there's always a double side to every blade i guess right. you know so it's you know they did they did some of their pessimism and and cynicism and some of their views kind of rub off on us and color us in some way and i'm, I, I'm sure. actually wondering i haven't done the research <laughs> i'm just wondering if you know if Gen, Gen X rockers have a higher percentage of suicide and early death at this point versus other earlier, you know, generations <laughs> of music. I mean, you have to do some research on that yeah. one. I'm not sure. I, we might have to put that in the show notes afterwards. But yeah, there I were mean, more. I think there were more overdoses in the uh, baby boomer generation than there would maybe. be for this one. I don't know. I mean, aside from Lane Staley, but yeah, I, uh, um, and the lead singer Mother Love Bone. Which yeah, is Mother Love Bone. But, uh, but I mean, if lead you singer from Gore overdosed. Did yeah. he really? Gore, yeah. But with and Chris, I mean, with Chris, with Chris Cornell, and I think you know, my first grunge song I heard was Even Flow. I saw that video from Pearl Jam. I think I talked about it on an earlier show. But yeah, yeah. you know, then there was like Nirvana. But I felt like they were kind of the top two that people always gravitate to. They were like the popular <coughs> bands. And then like Soundgarden was more like on the fringe, sort of. It, would you guys agree with that? They weren't quite. I mean, they were powerhouses and they were acclaimed. I think I think Alice in Chains and and Soundgarden were like. Right there. See, I think I, I think they I think, deserve, I think, as much acclaim, but I don't absolutely. know if they were as radio friendly. Uh, that's I've always like there's something about Soundgarden and Alice in Chains that there was a big divide when it came to grunge. Like, you know, the the he yeah. people like heavy music so that's that stuff is crap, blah blah blah. I like my heavy metal, I like my hard rock, whatever. But people everybody always seemed to like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains. So they, they, they weren't they weren't as divisive as Pearl Jam and Nirvana, and I think a lot of that has to do with well, they were diverse too, like they had different styles of music in their albums. Yeah, but I, but I think it's more than I think the image of Nirvana was a whiny little guy like Kurt Cobain that that if Foss you were, he was more yeah, punk, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I he was he was also more. I I, I don't want to say I want to say ineffectual. But I don't know if that's the word I mean, but he wasn't as macho. And Chris Cornell and and Lane Staley had these powerful. You know, masculine, booming voices that that Kurt Cobain was maybe more whiny. Although I loved them, and I'm not saying that personally, but I think right. people perceive that it was in the that perception. Way. Yeah. That was the perception. He was a little bit emasculated, what have you. I think that was and and the macho ness that abounded in that era. You know, certainly coming off of the hair metal era, they didn't gravitate towards Kurt Cobain for that reason, or even Pearl Jam for that reason, because even the name sounds a little. You know, that sounds you know whatever. Yeah, yeah, Pearl Jam, and like, Pearl some Jam. of their songs were kind of like ballady. Yeah, and and, and that's but that's why weren't. I loved it because it was different. It was diverse. It wasn't right. macho, you know, big nuts, you know, fucking hairy back stuff. And I, you know, I liked it for that reason. Right. 
I love Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, but they weren't as divisive as the other bands were. I don't feel maybe because they were darker. I think they, they were darker. darker. I, they were certainly heavier in a they sense. They were I mean. heavier. Yeah. They. I mean, and Chris Cornell had the singing chops that you can't give to Kurt. I mean, Kurt was like screaming, and that's where like the punk thing kind of. I guess yeah, that's like he yeah, just kind of screamed. Yeah. And was incoherent. He was kind of like just a little crazy. And out of control and wasn't maybe as focused or artistically focused as Chris Cornell was. And Chris had, you know, what, what a four octave range in his voice or something like that. So he had more of a I think that's diverse why I like voice. Alice the most out of the grunge era because like his voice was and just his voice was so distinctive. Lane Staley's voice was so yeah. distinctive and could evoke. I mean, I kind of compare it to like his, they had that the quaver, doors. that vibrato in his voice. I was going to compare him to Tool, actually, like Maynard James Keenan's voice was very distinctive and very sad. Like his voice is very kind of has a lot of pathos and a lot yeah, of yeah, like yeah. sadness to it almost. Like I've heard his voice described as being very sad. So and I think like Lane Staley had an unusual kind of creepy voice almost. Yeah. Creepy is a good word. And yeah. I think like our, a lot of our rock involved like a feeling of creepiness, almost yeah. like of uh, what the hell is going on with this world, with this life. Like life yeah. is kind of weird yeah, yeah, yeah. if you think about and, it. <laughs> and I think ironically at the time things were politically much more tame than they are now. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, but, but, Politically, with regard to government and international terrorism, whatever you know, but but the the same old, I don't know, the day to day. I call it the bully effect, the, like the day to day repression of human emotion. <laughs> you know, it was the the gay and race and all that stuff was not nearly as open as it is today. And you can see the open sores that are in America now and why we're fighting it. But Absolutely. it was even harder back then. I'm sure. I'm guessing. I'm not. I'm neither. You know, I'm neither a minority nor gay. But it, it wasn't open back then like it is now. And we've come a long way in that sense. But that day-to-day repression of that human emotion, that was really what hit them the most, I think. They were emotionally scarred, and they had a lot to work out, and they couldn't. And our society was not built, as it still isn't technically, though I think it's better, it's still not built to handle that stuff mm. yeah. for kids. You know, yeah. uh, they st- you know, the bullying thing is just now becoming an issue where people are trying to stop it. Bullying back in our day, <laughs> in our day, we, our we were bullied and we liked it. No, we didn't like it. Well, we our hated parents it. Told and us a lot to of us like were suicidal, as right. kids still are. But you know what? Hopefully it's happening less because we're getting out there and we're not allowing it to happen like we did well, back see, then. Well, see, it's like our parents told us to kind of just suck it up. Yeah, right, know, It's part of growing up. It's just a ritual yeah. growing up, and it's going to make you better in the long run. Right. Here's the truth. Doesn't make you better in the long run. It right. fucks you up forever. Yeah. Right. Until you grow up and say, I can afford therapy now. I'm going to go get help for it now. <laughs> right. Until it you confront those demons. Make it better. You but don't. That's, harshness, that's the ones you punch. harshness when you're young does not translate into a and stronger person when you're right. older. Unless you want us all to be militarized. Yeah. Like, right. great. And, you want us all to have basically, you know, a militarized upbringing where we had bullies are the drill sergeants of yeah. your life. It's just that's it's, great. It's that's absurd. Great, it's an absurd. We all know what happens right. with post-traumatic stress. Right. Right. So that's what a lot of us have, technically, if you want to yeah. put it that way. If the bullies were our drill sergeants, was to make us quote unquote tough. Yeah. So it's you know you had the ones who punch up. Oh, you're supposed to be tough. You, life toughens you up, and then you're supposed to suppress your problems. That's like right. the one two punch of that leads you right down the road to suicide and <laughs> right. other horrible things. That's why so. my grandfather was an alcoholic. He went to the war and he couldn't handle it and he wasn't allowed to talk about it when he got out. Right. So he drank himself to death and died early. And I don't know that society is uncomfortable with that fact because that's just how life is. And I don't think we have that mentality anymore. Yeah. Thankfully. It's changed. I mean, I shouldn't <laughs> say that. We clearly have that mentality. That mentality voted that moron into the White House. Well, we have that mentality, so of course. But that leads me to this question. What do you think about his death and the way he went out 
Suicide is a complicated issue. There's a fucking <laughs> Let me have a heart attack and die from that bold statement yeah, I just made. That's, uh, I am surprised when somebody who's 52, uh, from what I understand, and again, I don't have stats on it, have any indication of it, right? There's no. No, there's never been. No, I, there's no idea. Well, I read, I don't mean to cut you off. <laughs> don't ask me a question. He has, uh, him and his wife were doing like all this charity work for like, underprivileged kids and the poor and all this stuff and like he they're just putting out a new like a new album like i get well depression's a bitch but like why put on the facade if you're just gonna end up killing yourself yeah well, well speaking because of facades, it's com- because it's a complex i mean yeah because there's more to one person than just sad or happy i mean yeah a few days before he died i mean he said he put a he put out a tweet and see this is the thing with social media like, you know, social media can be just show you like this very sanitized version of your life. You know, you can curate your life right. so much that you're not really showing your real life. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they had marital problems. So, I mean, and that's just but a few days before they're like, oh, you're you're my lioness. He said to his wife, you're my lioness. You're the wonderful happy Mother's Day, blah. Maybe he was saying that out of desperation. Was, and maybe the relationship wasn't good, and maybe he's or, just saying that to try to curry favor with her. Or, or he's saying it because I want you. I know I'm going to end my life soon. I want you to have a good memory of me on the way out. That could be could, any of it these. It could be any of the. It could be. A, it could. It, it's not as simple as well. He seemed happy. Why is he not happy? It's right. not even close to that. It's right. putting That's on not the what front. I was getting at, uh, but it's what well, do you okay, mean? Then? What do you mean then? What's your? What, what were you getting at? I, I'm just trying to understand. Like I don't know. It's gonna. It gets so much deeper. It, it's so. It, there's so much to it. I. You know. I. It's. I don't want to get I'm into it. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. There's. That's uh, there's sure. There, we all I mean, are. Yeah. I mean. I, mean, and, I, I had. A, I had a friend that killed himself, and um, uh, you know, I, I didn't. I mean, you really don't have an answer. Clear I don't answer have an answer. answer but but if you asked him if he was okay, yeah, fine, great. You know, putting on the facade because you don't want to talk about it. Right. You don't want to deal with it in front of other people. It's it's something. But you know, you reach. You reach. And a he certain, was in the military too. At, one point, at some right? point, yeah. So PTSD probably had a role right. in that, but, but but also you don't talk about your problems. Tough it up, be a man. Well, like. and yeah, and that, I mean, it's certainly in the military, it's discouraged. From what I understand, it's still like, the the services are there, but the I, the mentality is still discouraged right. to really talk about that. But anybody who's not military and has suicidal thoughts or do, like he's fifty two years old. I look at it one of two ways. Like, well, you've made it this long. Why now are you given? Not given. I mean, I don't mean it like oh, you're given. Yeah, and I he's mean, why I mean, now end everything if you've done fifty two years of life already? You're, right. You're su- you're successful. You're surviving. You're <coughs> productive. What have you? Or you could look at it like, well, he's 52 years old. He's been fighting for 30, 40 years. He just got tired of fighting. It's not like he's a teenager who doesn't know any better. You know, he doesn't see a future. He's 52 years old. He knows there's going to be a future or not. He knows what the future holds. He knows what the next day is going to be like. Yeah, and you, you think, think he's at the and he just didn't want to deal with it anymore. He's at the height of his game. Robin Williams did the same thing. Absolutely, yeah, I'm absolutely. Got tired it's of it's just it. like I just I've been doing this for too long, and I don't want to do it anymore. You can't fight and I forever, don't see a point. Know? I'm not getting better. I don't see myself getting better. I've had enough. Yeah, and in a way, uh, what's his name? Hunter S. Thompson. I I woke up. I don't want to. I don't want to wake up tomorrow. I'm done. I've lived long enough. I've done enough. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, and you, you, here's a guy who is acclaimed as a rock legend and, you know, he's doing, he, he's had so many different bands that he's been in and he's influenced so much music and so many people. And yeah, you'd think that that would buoy someone. You think that that would be a consideration. You think that 
that would uplift you. Like, hey, man, I've touched so many people's lives. You know, he just did, he he did a concert that night, and I'm sure it was packed full of people that were screaming his name. But maybe yeah. the maybe the thought process was these people don't really know who I am. Right. These but people what about his kids, they think though? they know me. They think they love me. Yeah, you're right. And that's the other thing. I got kids. You know, you're responsible for these other human beings. You know, what's that going to do to them? Exactly. But. Dude, sometimes, yeah. You know what? Does the, that make him selfish for doing this? Uh, I, I don't. I don't. No, no, dude. I, I, I think it just makes him sick and sad and ill in some way. You know, he was he had a he had a disease just like anybody else, and we need to keep start treating mental illness and depression as a disease, just like heart disease or cancer. Yeah. Like they need I to be respected you. and treated on the same level as debilitating and chronic, and. <clears throat> They need to have that seriousness, and we can't. Is someone weak because they have cancer? Are they selfish because they have cancer? Are they selfish because they have heart disease? Yeah, dude, you shouldn't eat so many freaking hamburgers in your life, you selfish bastard. That's why you got heart disease. You know, it's like you get that. You wouldn't say that to someone, right? Yeah, you, sh- hey, you should have laid off the curly fries. <laughs> you might say that to somebody. Well, you know, <laughs> you, hey, look, you, maybe you I've should. Had a doctor call me a, I've had a doctor call me a fat bastard in the past. So uh, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know I, what that I, means, I, but anyway. Let's, let's dispel a few um, rumors about uh, suicide. It's not selfish. It's not weak. It's not cowardice. And anybody that applies those concepts to suicide. And well, here's, here's the problem I always have with this stuff is that people, people a lot of people I know that, that call suicide a cowardice are very anti-religious. That's a cultural bias. That's, that's a, a cultural, cultural stigma. bias. In just, other like cultu- alone, just like not talking about your problems. Right. In other cultures, suicide is an appropriate response to certain things. It's not... Like dishonor, like Jap- uh, Japanese uh, or like uh, yeah, samurai. I, or I, what the hell is it called? I keep wanting to call it Sudoku, but that's Seppuku. obviously... Seppuku. Or Thank Harry Carey, as they used to call <laughs> it back Sudoku. in the... Sudoku. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's not I right. I committed it's, Sudoku. It's I don't even know how to play that fucking game. <laughs> Screw Sudoku. It's math so, based. Thank you it. for correcting the me on that. But, but 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 it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's a cultural thing, and, and it's just perception. Like anything, you know. The, um, nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Yeah. And it's just you know. Don't you know? I, I get a lot of. My favorite response was somebody who's a a a, a, a big. A, I forget what who th- it was. A suicide. It was recent. It might have been Robin Williams, and it was on Facebook. Naturally, where all the pure ideas come from. But. Um, <laughs> He he flat out said, you know, you're a coward, you're selfish, you're this, this, and this. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't argue with him because I don't argue on Facebook. But it's like, not anymore. What with you I do. Fuck you. I deal with you about <laughs> stupid shit. I don't argue about serious stuff on Facebook. <laughs> you want to talk about tattoo responses, I'll argue with okay, okay, yeah, shit. But it's like, well, you, you, feel, you, you have all these feelings about suicide. And all those feelings come from your Christian, Judeo-Christian morality-based lifestyle that you grew up with. So you are spouting ideas and morals based on your upbringing that is Judeo-Christian-based, but you claim to be a, a super atheist. So be careful where your judgment comes from in this sense. And I think a lot of that comes with that is that a lot of people that aren't yes. necessarily religious will say, well— Suicide is this, this, and this because that's that's the thing. You believe that because the church has always told you. Yeah, that. there's a certain Western view of that. Yes, there's this and watered that's down, comes from. and that's another thing. It's like this watered down pseudo Christianity that's still floating around and can infect even the even the most staunch uh, atheist. <laughs> you know? Yes, they'll have this yes. bullshit kind of just cultural more. It's like this, 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 the film of like Greece. I'm not saying you, Dan. I'm not saying. Know, I'm saying like. Really? Anybody like we have like these, but all of these stupid norms that we are kind of and I think I envy the millennials because I think that they the 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 parents of the millennials finally got shit right and started to eliminate these stupid every man is an island. Don't talk about your feelings. 
you know, be tough guy, you know, bullying is good for you. Suck it up. Yeah. You know, don't talk about your feelings. Yeah. Like I feel like our generation hopefully was the last to suffer heavily under the lash of all that bullshit. Yeah. Right. I, so I will give we, the millennials. Uh, I'm sorry to yes, interrupt you, but no the millennials man. don't get enough credit for what they're really allowing. I mean, yeah. people complain about how they're lazy. They're not lazy or how they're sensitive and emotional. And maybe they uh, should maybe, be. Maybe some That's are. Good. Maybe Who some cares? are. But but but. But they should be. But they should Christ, be humans, can we, can which are emotional. Yeah. Can yeah. we get beyond this tough guy bullshit? Like we will, dude. You know, and as I, I'm, t- I'm, t- <laughs> that's why I'm death tired is of great. Them, I'm tired of them. <laughs> I cried today. because t- the people that believe I'm and t- sustain we'll keep that, that shit to yourself. But I mean, I'm tired of the uh, macho okay. bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, macho, t- yeah. I'm tired of the macho bullshit about that stuff, and it's just move on for fuck's sake. But suicide has a negative. But yeah, you don't want to be a snowflake. Well, I'm not a. I don't think I'm. <laughs> you don't hey. want macho bullshit, but don't right. be a yeah, snowflake. Yeah, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you have to get a, Don't you know? Don't talk to me about your feelings. You forget about your safe spaces. But the Confederacy will rise again. Wait, what? Get over slavery, but we can't get over the Civil War. What? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Snowflakes exist on either side, just like racism, and just like. Every other aspect exists on either side of the political continuum. I think Chris Cornell has messed all of us up. <laughs> like I think all right. three of us are very in a bad spot because well, we're all we're all getting real heavy and deep here. Okay. Like, we're, we're, obviously, we're, we were let's heavily talk about something affected. lighter like uh, Manchester. Before, right, before, oh, before we move on, too soon, dude. Really quick. No, I don't. I know. I'm teasing you. <laughs> we're trying to be irreverent here on this show, folks. What's your eight-year-olds? What's dude? your yeah, I know. Absolute I know. Favorite sound garden song. We'll get to that. Ooh, now Dan. Now see, now Ooh. here comes Dan with a Thank valid, you. hard-hitting question. Voice of reason. That is an Thank excellent you. question, Dan. Booey our spirits a little I bit. I don't know, Dan. man. Can I, I go first? Uh, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super unknown. Mm, and real. I'm gonna tell you Ooh, why. Really? That's a good one. Ooh. Because Ooh. Ooh. of all of the different vocal ranges in the song. Oh. And not only he doesn't make <laughs> the song oh. per se, because he kind of does, but. Like the the music behind his voice mm. is top notch too. Oh man, yeah, dude. And there's like this that one part in that song where he's just like, he it's gets, like his voice it's during the guitar solo. Yes, and he just like starts going like moaning low, and then he's like just going yeah, like hitting the notes like during and the and the music in the background's like dun 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 dun, dun, dun like real ominous like heavy. And see, that's the man. They could do like that heavy, like not so not stereot- grunge wasn't stereotypical, like heavy, but like they he, they would they it would go enough. heavy. It was enough. They would go heavy in that. Yeah, Super Unknown's a good song, man. Yeah. And the, the lyrics are good and cryptic. Yeah. Like yeah. they're, you know, if this isn't what you, if this isn't what you see, doesn't make you blind or something like that. You know, yeah. he's asking all. It's like he's making he's all these statements. Yeah. It's almost like yeah, making these statements that are contradictory. Almost yep. like yeah. that's a good choice, man. Good choice, you bastard. <laughs> Derek, I don't know. I'm having a tough time. Here. <sighs> I'm actually I'm pulling up the those the the actual album songs, and I'm like, my second one's Born on the Fourth of July. That's a good one. Mm. I always love that song. Um, Super unknown. I think that might be one of their best songs, man. I don't consensus? know. I'm looking at um, consensus. Are we gonna have a consensus here? I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't think that's oh, okay. their best. No, 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 that's definitely not. Well, fuck you, Dirk. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, no, listen. You take your shitty sun. choice and shove okay. it up your ass. Black Hole Sun. I. I well, it's a classic. They, they, they killed it. I mean, they, the radio killed it. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, I like Outshined. Just like again, it was like that riff, like like the heaviness of like. And just, uh, I don't know, but I don't know if I want to go with that. I don't know. Super unknown, you I know think, is. Like, uh, well, you know here's, why I like here's, Rusty here's, Cage? 
that beginning, that like that guitar. Yeah, like it starts out like that, and then it goes a completely different heavy way. And I'm like, but can can I put this out there? I know this is one of the radio songs, and it's probably not my favorite song, although it my way might be no, not my way, but Spoon Spoon Man. No, no, hold on. Before you poo-poo it, all right? That's my least favorite song. But it's not, though. You, it can't it be. No, listen. Spoon Man, they took spoons, and they made I a killer, that. killer rock song out of it. Like, that song yes. kicks ass. It is, it, it just, it's heavy hitting, and they fucking took spoons and made a yes. killer song out of it. That is, that is. We'll agree Look, just, listen, just like ACDC, <laughs> but, but, ACDC took the bagpipes, right? And yes. a long way to the top if yes. you want to rock and roll. Yes. And it was bagpipes. Jethro yeah. Tull and the friggin' flute, and man. the flute. I mean, you, Ian Ian really Anderson. Like do something like that. Well, that's a whole other. That's another topic. Uh, I, like okay, if, if I'm being honest, I mean, it was good. Mm, bad motor. F- I, I my favorite Soundgarden song. It's like asking something. Like I who's can't your decide. favorite kid? <laughs> like who's your favorite I, child? I don't have. Parent. I don't have kids. I, I have one. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's Wait, easy for you, Dan. I, yeah. <laughs> That's not fair. Right. Uh, maybe searching with my good eye okay. closed. Like I love that song. That's that good. song. I, I, that's not something you hear. Like a more obscure. Yeah. It was like which? Okay, dude. Gotta here's a question. Which there. one's your favorite nut? I mean, you know, well, you have to pick a nut right now. Like which one? My, my, right, my right one gave me the left less trouble. Really? Years, uh, so so right that's your side, favorite test. Right you side. have a favorite testicle, huh? And cashews. Oh, oh we're right? talking about testicles. Yes, I meant testicles. I'm sorry. My right one. My right one's the best one. And cashews. Okay, so you guys can decide. My left huh? one All right, itches. we're gonna cut off the other one <laughs> then. We're we're about to remove the other one on the air right nice. now. What about you, Mr. Simone? On what song? Tony Simone. What is your favorite? Totally see, but see, I have this I thing. I I'm have trying this to get him thing up. where, okay, like Maynard James Keenan, any uh, any band, stop, stop. Here's my uh, rationale. Uh, I'm establishing uh, a he, background. I'm establishing context. I'm establishing context. Here's the deal. I if I see any any time J- Maynard James Keenan is singing that band he's singing with, I don't care what you call it, they're Tool. So I'm gonna do a little caveat here. Any band, as far I, as I'm concerned, that Chris Cornell is fronting. Is basically Soundgarden, so I'm gonna say maybe I could say maybe you know a song from another album that wasn't necessarily Soundgarden. Does that not count? Can you, I not call in from like yes. uh, Temple of the you're, Dog? You're gonna, uh, I, I knew you're gonna do it. that. I'm I, a, I won't allow. Thank it, but you. Go ahead anyway. Oh, Temple of the Dog. I totally disagree, but go ahead anyway. Oh man, Temple of the Dog. I mean, then that just makes my makes it harder for me. Um, say hello to heaven. No, I'm not saying say hello. I'm not saying Temple of the Dog was phenomenal. Arguably, arguably, but he was singing, so it's really Soundgarden. Arg- no, that's not true. Yes, that, that is true. true. It's true. physics. <laughs> <laughs> that's semantics. Buddy. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's science. So fuck you. No, uh, no to science. No, no it's science. not. I no, it's not. I, I no. can't use a song. No. No, if you, you can like say, Temple. Uh, listen. All right, I, first of all, first I of all, will, hunger strike. Hunger strike. Sucks. You oh overplayed. That's the only I'm, one. They I killed like it. Though. Whoa, time they out. Hold on. There is a difference between overplayed and not good. Okay, touche. Black Hole Sun was overplayed. That's it's still good. And we got tired of hearing it, but it's a phenomenal song. Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done either. You two jerks. Okay. Yet. Hunger Strike allowed me to solidify one of my worldviews. No, I was young and impressionable, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow a song to to make me. Help me see the world in a different way, but at the time it did, and I still to this day won't don't mind stealing 
from those that have more bread, and I won't do it from the, the powerless because yeah. uh, my cup's already overfilled. All right, I won't right. do it because it is modern day Robin Hood, and I, I and it's and, and that's who I am. I am hunger strike. I am gonna that doesn't amend. that doesn't no I'm no. Going to amend my question. Let the man speak, Derek. Let the man speak. I'm amending my my question. What Chris Cornell song is your favorite? Uh, what I think it, um, it's uh, a toss up Jesus. between fu- pushing forward back. Oh, that's a good one. I like pushing forward. That is back. a great. I have to go. Back. I have to get that Ooh, out. Pushing forward back. Maybe say iTunes. hello to heaven. But shit, this opens up like the single soundtrack. I mean, they had a couple songs on there yeah. that were. Yeah, they, they were good. That he sang in it. Then that's that's part of the. All right. No, but it doesn't make him. It makes it a Chris Cornell song. It doesn't make it a Soundgarden song. Okay, well, I'm if Kim Fayil is not playing guitar, obviously I, you had no. to amend it because Chris Cornell had a but shit. And then yeah. there's Audio Slave. I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> like, so, so wait a minute. So all Audio Slave songs now are Soundgarden songs? No. Yes, yes they technically because <laughs> Chris right. Cornell. You just, you just totally <laughs> poo pooed your whole theory. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I didn't say it's I thought ridiculous. about it. Yes, it's <laughs> all <laughs> Soundgarden. <laughs> All right, all right, so all right, so agree to disagree. If you look on the album cover under Audio Slave in parentheses, really <laughs> tiny, it says Soundgarden. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's an asterisk next to the name of the band. Really, Soundgarden. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in the you tiny look little on print. The back of the uh, back of the so, so the case. band name follows the singer. So it's not Rage Against the Machine songs, it's right? It's Audio. It's Slave all songs. Audio Slave yeah. songs. I mean, it's all Soundgarden. All songs, Soundgarden. Zach De La Roca. That's the, this is the most ridiculous get conversation. Special guests, Who would Zach win in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a fight? Zach De La Roca or Chris Cornell? Oh, Chris Cornell. You think Come on, so? yeah, absolutely. He would have won. Yeah, totally. Two different styles. Because I think honestly, <laughs> in a fight, I think Zach De La Roca. Tiger style versus what? Ravenclaw. Right. <laughs> no, I, I think, thought we were talking about guitar. No, he's not winning in no, a fight. No, I think in like a fight, like oh, a fist, fist fight. fight. Like a fist fight. I said Ravenclaw. That's I'm, Harry Potter. I'm only gonna say Chris <laughs> Cornell because because Tom Morello, I don't think is like. No, Zach De La Rocha, oh, the leads the battle of I'm the sorry. singers, sorry. dude. I, who I think is dead. I think. No, I he's not. think the government dead. killed Don't him. Start that. He's not dead. I think the government killed him too. Zach De La Rocha is dead. Look it up. <laughs> I think he's too much into like <laughs> research that. I don't know. He's he's or he's, he was rage. taken out by SEAL Team Six. I know right. it. He's, he's got a like, lot of rage, so I don't know. Against <sighs> the machine. I get it. He rages against the machine. All right, maybe should we machine, move on? Maybe the machine raged back. Should so, we move too. on to another topic? Yeah, uh, can we not play Rage Against the Machine songs with a million curses in them on the radio, for fuck's sake? Like, I that, hate is that. The, that is the dumbest. That's, that's not like a putting Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, no, yes, it is. It's like putting Goodfellas on, on the, TV. It doesn't right. make it sense. Is. Right. Yeah. Or, okay. or, or any movie. With no, what oh, one what more, are we talking about next? One more death to talk about. Roger Moore, maybe. All right. Very sad. It's the death episode, folks. I remember like. him from that James Bond movie with Christopher Walken and the and the, the hot blonde chick. Oh, yeah. That one James Bond movie with the hot blonde chick. You know oh, that one? Well, you right. Know, right. The one and, thing I took away from Slick. him. Not Gracie Slick. Grace was, Jones. He was the... Um, I uh-huh. confuse those two all the time. Oh, really? Grace Slick yeah, and Grace Jones? They're not even they close. so much alike. Right. Well, that's... He, wasn't, know, as, that he wasn't as serious as the other Bonds. Is that what you liked about it? Were, were Bonds serious? And he was more I mean, sexual, I think. Ooh. He was more sexual? Yeah. You have first-hand experience with that? Did yes. You? He touched me. He did? In, in all the heart. right places? Yeah, he did. And if you look at if you look at the titles of his movies, like Octopussy you and never, shit like that. Wait, like Octopussy. Uh, they were uh, a lot what of sexual. In and Out of Love, wasn't that one? Or uh, no, um, no. What's the one with the Duran Duran theme song? Was View to a Kill? Was View that View to a Kill? To a kill? Right. That's very sexual. Two in the Pink, One in the Stink. Yeah, that was well, one of his movies, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Moonbreaker. That's not the theme song, right? Live and Let Die. Did you say that already? Live and Let Die. Yeah. You only live Hungry Like the Wolf. Was that a Bond movie? No. That was oh. um that, that was, was you to a kill you to a kill, kill. was yeah. the song Duran's theme song Duran right. Duran's theme song right 
which is epic. What's the one with the Sheena Easton song? Um, for your eyes only. For your eyes right. only. I think they mean penis and vagina with that title. Right. I think that was for a, your um, one eye only. For your Johnny one eye only. I think, was was a, <laughs> I think that was the Timothy Dalton one, wasn't it? No, for no. your eyes only. No, was that it? was a, that was a that was an old. We're that was an older. Experts. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Roger Moore. I'm sorry. I I I'm more of a. <laughs> I'm more of a Sean Connery Bond fan. I'm sorry. See, I don't know. I, I and wasn't Sean Connery in Moonraker? No, no, Moonraker was definitely Roger. Was it Roger Moore? I see. I don't know. I'm not a huge Bond aficionado, so Roger Moore. It was I weird don't. because it was like Connery, Roger Moore, Connery, and then Timothy Dalton. Timothy and Dalton. And it was Whatever. the one guy, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. The, the, the guy who all, did one movie uh, her, right? on Her Majesty's on Secret Her Majesty's Service. Secret Service. Yeah. Yeah. But. My first few were from Roger Moore, so yeah, yeah. The, the first couple of Bond movies I actually did see was the one with the uh, Christopher Walken in it. That was fun. A View to a Kill was that that was that that one, or Live and Let Die? I don't know. I don't either. Hmm. Obviously, we're not as deeply affected by Roger Moore's passing. But listen, he was eighty-nine years old. He, he lived was. a good life. Listen, yeah. Generation X is reaching this age, and I keep saying this to people: yeah. we're reaching an age. We're in our forties now, or almost in some cases. Damn, we're hitting that age where our childhood idols are going to start <laughs> passing away in greater and greater that numbers. Sucks. We need yeah. to, I know. So that's like, yes, that's. I think. <laughs> I think. Our welcome g- to your forties, everybody. I think it's our awesome. generation was more attached to like these people. Than like the previous generations, like film icons, film stars. Yeah, Yeah. I would say. I say pop culture and film was really yeah for us. I mean, dude, what's it going to be like when like uh, I don't want to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger passes on? Oh my god, dude, there's going to be like wailing and gnashing of teeth in the streets, man. There's going to be like I I don't know, man. I might not make it through that. Seriously, I don't know. I took (laughs) Carrie Fisher's death like super hard. Oh yeah, dude. That's I still like that still hurts. I know. Like I, I saw those new I magazine covers for Vanity Fair that are coming out and I'm like, oh man, that's fucking brutal. Yeah. Um here's another one, a little bit of a lesser lesser known person that died this past week, but um a little known actress, uh, Lisa Spoonhauer. I don't know if you guys know who that is or if you caught this. She played um Caitlin Bree in the Clerks movie. Now you want to talk about a Generation X stable. Caitlin Bree. Kate, which Kate, one yeah. was she? The one that she had sex with the guy in the bathroom? Yes. Yeah, the one who was dating the Asian design major. How old was she? And what happened she to her? She was 44 years old. I, c- I could not find a cause of death on her. I don't yeah, know what's going on. She died in the bathroom on. with a Fargo. No, I, <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. No. Too soon, man. Too yes, soon. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, but I mean, uh, you know, you want to talk about, you know, Generation X. I think, Jesus, Clerks, Clerks, yeah. Clerks oozes Gen X. I mean, Clerks and Morris is tacky as it was. They really kind of point I out. Our, more rats. No, I I loved it too, but it was it was, a fun, it was, it was meant it was, to be a fun movie. Right, right. It, yeah, can't yeah. take it but seriously. No, I agree. Clerks, Clerks, you can, and yeah. Clerks was definitely. Absolutely. I mean, Clerks was a seminal Generation X piece. I mean, it really nailed. I mean, everything, all the pop culture stuff we're into, yeah. our shitty attitudes, you know, our, our lack of drive, <laughs> our aloofness. I mean, Clerks, Smoochie arguably. Bouchy. <laughs> Arguably, and more than anything else, I mean, could you think of another movie that captures us so well? I mean, I know, I know, single chronic blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Snicky, Snicky, Snide, no, right? right? Like, uh, it's more. But I mean, blunt. I mean, does 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 any does any movie really really capture the grittiness that was Generation X better than Clerks? Mm, I, I, I'm struggling head. to think of any. Really. I mean, honestly. besides arguably his successive movies, like, well, you know, yeah, Rats. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't capture it doesn't capture the angst of Gen X like. Yes. like no. It's, like it's not no as way. serious. Not, no not way. that Clerks was serious, but it's not as 
as artistic of a piece. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Is that does that sound stupid? I know. No, I know what you mean. It's a little fluffier than that. Yeah. I mean, you know, they tried with singles, and that was kind of a. I mean, that did it captures yeah, your yeah. next to a point. Um, reality bites. Yeah. Okay, but but I I think just as far as the grittiness and just the the down home on your own latchkey kid mentality, I, I, I don't find that. And it was filmed in New Jersey. Like Reality wow. Bites was too saccharine and too meh. Like it was oh, too. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was like too self aware almost. It was it was it was like, it was. It was, it was Reality Bites was to me the baby boomers version of Gen X. It's like yeah. if the older Gen X yeah. people were going to make a whiny bitchy movie about the millennials and it was yeah. going to point out everything that's they the, the, the divide amongst the millennials if there is one or was one if we were to perceive that and put it into a movie that's what Reality Bites right. was to me. It was so the older generation's the perception older, of us. Older maybe the older. Okay, you're yeah. right. That, that that's a good point. I didn't yeah. think of it that way. Where singles was more of a try to relate to us in an adult mm. way, but yeah. we still had the angst that we couldn't get over and blah, blah, blah. But Clerks was, this is who I am. Fuck yep. you. I don't care about anything. I have no ambition. I have, you know, I'm smart, but I don't care. Yeah. And that's, I mean, Clerks nailed that. Absolutely. And, 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 and you know, Lisa Spoonhauer was a big part of that. And um, she yeah. was hot and it was a shame. One of those deaths that we, uh, nobody's really talking about, but. Is there part of our generation lost, you know? And then, uh, should we? I, I don't know. Should we keep the theme of death? Oh, man. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is a depressing episode. Plenty of death to go around. I mean, we're going to talk about Manchester now and, oh, and international terrorism well. that uh, we all have to deal with nowadays. Uh, I would like to go ahead. State yeah, please. That anybody listening that could possibly make a meme out of the deaths of innocent young people is a scumbag and should be beat the shit out. All right, well, why don't you elaborate on that because I don't know what you mean. Well, because people were making jokes about it already. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It's distasteful. I, I, well, I mean, anybody that, I mean, tro- there's trolls and, and, and all that shit with the, I mean, uh, Dude, people those are people heartless. are insecure I mean, and just... People have a disconnect. It's easy to it's easy to ridicule. It's easy to make fun of. It's easy to mock. And it makes people feel like, ooh, I'm I'm edgy. I'm irreverent because I'm making fun of like people yeah, dying. Some, yeah. So that's fucking just an eight year old little girl. Yeah. I mean, not that anybody should have died in a terrorist attack, but an eight year old little fucking girl died in that in that oh, yeah. bombing. And that's, I, I I don't know what, I I I under I understand to a point, an oppressed point of view. And I understand to a point if if there is a perception in the Arab world or the Muslim world, not the Arab world, the Muslim, excuse me, the Muslim world, if 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 the Western world is oppressing them and and what have you, and, and they they want to fight back. I I don't, I, I you know everybody asks why do they hate us? Why do they hate us? Well, fucking pick up a magazine or pick up a uh, pick up a newspaper and read a little bit about pick what up we a do. History book. Yeah, pick up a history book and read what we do to those people. I understand and they're have done for uh, yeah a for century. decades now. I understand why they hate us and why they're angry with us. I, I but I, I mean, I obviously never condone there's terrorism. No justi- but, 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 no but what does getting killing, killing teenage girls get you? What what who who are you trying? I, I'm an atheist, so it's easy for me to say you're not going to please uh, God because there is none. But but who are you trying to persuade? With I that think they want to break and, and our spirit. That's, dude. that's yeah. the most tame question you can come up with. Is like what they want to break our spirit, uh, but not by killing eight year old girls. You know, you have to know. You don't that think we killed children on their end with I, our bombing? I absolutely, agree I was with about that. to bring that I, up. I, I, but no, 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 a child no, for a child. I'm, I'm not saying that right. at all. I, I, I understand right. that. I, I, I know I, you're. Right. I know you're smarter than that. Come on. I know you're more self aware. I'm wedding parties during the middle of the day from our fucking drones that they can't touch. I understand that. 
None of this is it, right. No, but you, you have to you understand. You can't fix things with violence. But you have to know exactly. yes. that the violent response and, and the, the perpetuation of attack upon attack on either side is not going to get you anywhere. And, and, and targeting, you know, targeting, not only, not only, I mean, not only, like, it's not like you put, you, 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 you bombed a, a cafe in the middle of the day. And and there happened to be a bunch of kids around. Yeah, you targeted a kids concert. I mean, you know kids are going to this. You targeted children in my mind to th- with this one. You have to understand this is going to create a response that. You know what? You know what though. You have to. I mean, that's. But they don't care because they want to die. Like they're willing to die. Well, the, the bomber does. The bomber does. But the bomber is, as I'm sure you know, is very very often not the mastermind behind. Why and where and all that stuff. Oh, the absolutely. bomber is the tool. You know what I mean? They're absolutely. not. They're not the brains behind it. But if you know, if we come there back and we no retaliate, brains. listen. No, that's not true. If they they're die not, in the service of the jihad, well, right, and that's part of the problem. And they're, they're not going, mindless. I'm not talking about the bomber even. I'm talking right. about if I'm you, talking about the the structure. If the, our the military leaders. goes and starts shooting people up over in Afghanistan or wherever or Syria, those people that our bullets kill. Are going to be like, yay! I'm going to heaven. Like they're they're dying in the service of the jihad. They're going right. to heaven whether they're blowing themselves up or an American soldier or a NATO soldier or whatever shoots them and kills them. Like you know, as long as they're doing the service to God. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you're never. We're dealing with that level of just disconnect with reality. No, so I, it's like, I mean, I you know, I, I and I understand that. I and I understand that. <laughs> But but I still disagree that Where's it's the not. There's no. A, an Osama infidel bin, is an Osama, infidel, Osama, a child or Osama not. Osama bin Laden knows that it's not. I mean, the, the the masterminds, the actual brains behind these operations. I, I don't know that they believe that necessarily. I think they sell the religious part to convince followers. I think they have their own political view and they have their own political goals and means, and that's what they set to out to achieve. Mm-hmm. And they will use the the people like pawns, as they do in the Western world. I, I, there's yeah. no difference. Maybe there is in tactics, but in strategy, there's no difference. But but as a bomber, as a as a as a, as a fanatic, as whatever you want to call that guy, a loser, <laughs> like our president. If you can't come anything better, he's a loser. Uh, bombing uh, children, I just on purpose. They want to make I mean, we do it. Fear. We do it, and we do. I don't think I'd like to think our government doesn't do it on purpose. Although we do it, and that's not a justification for it. I'm yeah. not saying that. What do you think of the answers to my? I'm an, what do you think of my suggested answers to your question? They're doing it to just like I've been talking about in earlier episodes. Aleppo. They wanted to for fear. They want to instill fear in us, which I think they're succeeding. Oh, they're absolutely. Oh, listen, I've said the that po- too. The popularism, the populism in our country, is a direct result of all the terrorism. Absolutely. They are winning 9/11. psychological warfare. Right. They're we really not trying to kill our population. They're trying to right. kill our minds and our spirit right. and our because we're turning on ourselves and we're turning inward. We are consuming our society. We are, from we are becoming out. everything they said we are. Right. Yeah. So they're turning and us if into we haven't monsters. Been already, they're, yeah. They're. Uh, it's you know. They, we're the monsters. They're the losers. We're becoming the monsters. <laughs> right. And they've absolutely proven their point. And I agree. They won 9/11. 9/11 was not won by America. The wars we started after that, based on that, we didn't win. We will never win because yeah. we're so preoccupied with fear. That's fair. And just like that idiot sheriff that talks about you know. It's the anti-gun laws and this and that. That's why this stuff happens. That's the mentality we have over here is that, you know, we, we have to be tougher. We have to be – we need more guns, not less. We need more violence, not less. And yeah. we need to blow them all to hell and that we need to show them and send them – like, it's just 
They won. It's sad. They won with that. The, we are we are eating ourselves alive with that. Um, but see, Generation X is coming of age. So can I again? Can we put a challenge out to our generation? Can we tell our generation that look, there may be only thirty-eight million to the baby boomer sixty-five and the the millennial seventy million. But you know, is is this a clarion call for us to rise up and maybe start parsing through this madness? Is our generation could we be poised to s- try to stop the insanity somehow in this cycle of violence and fear? You know, yeah. take that take that cynicism and put it right in the face of that rah rah macho mentality and that 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 hyper patriotism, yeah. that nationalism that's going around and saying, ah, I don't think we're as we're as justified, and I don't think we're as Glorify, glorified in what we do as you think we are. And I think Generation X needs to step up and say, no, the American dream is not to bully everybody into submission anymore. Absolutely. So, and of speaking this. of death, this is why death is a good thing because as more and more of the older generations die off, that leaves power vacuums for our generation to fill. Right. So does that mean once we step into those power vacuums, the, the, the challenge is are we going to perpetuate the nationalism and the fear bullshit that the older people are – are carrying forward, or or is this how? Again, I keep going back to that quote from Martin Luther King. You know, the the arc of the moral universe is long because people hold grudges for too long and pass bullshit down from generation to generation. That's yeah. why the mark of mar- the arc of the moral universe is so long is because bullshit ideas and thought processes get passed on from generation to generation. But it bends towards justice because. Younger generations have the chance to step up and say, "No, we're going to course correct a little bit." Yeah. yeah so yeah. your yeah. ideas, we may not oh. be able to wipe out the older generation's bad ideas whole cloth when they die, right? Because they pass it on to younger people. But maybe we can course correct a little bit. And I, tweak. Listen, I, and I think I've said this. Hopefully, I've said this a number of times on this on these on these podcasts before. But I, I absolutely believe in the millennials, and I believe in their ability. To change things for the better in ways that the generations prior to them could not have. Yeah. I, I absolutely think they're more egalitarian than any generation before them. And they have the ability and they have the intelligence and they have the background to really make those changes. I would like it to be Generation X. I would like Generation X to at least clear Start a path it. for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at least say, listen, we're not going to put up with this shit anymore. We we're t- we lived it. We, we're tired of the Yeah, we're not going to treat you like the baby like boomers treated us. Right, <laughs> we're not. We're going to move on. Like the baby boomer parents treated yes. us. Yes, and we're going to allow real progressive change to happen. Yeah, we want to listen to your ideas. You know, my baby boomer bosses over the years, you know, kind of said, just shut up and do your work. Yep. Where, where's those reports, Jetson? Yeah. You know, now maybe for our millennials, like I, I have, I, I, you Still. know, I, I have millennials that I manage in my job, and I'm like, yeah, mate, I want to give them, you know, carte blanche in some cases. I give them yeah. the, the benefit of the doubt that you're not an idiot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'll, you know, listen, I believe that they're the future, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach them well and let, <laughs> let them, them lead the, the way. way. <laughs> I knew mean, you were going there, you prick. <laughs> show them all the beauty yeah. they possess in some. Yeah. Um, well, listen, uh, uh, one of the positive deaths that we had recently, Roger Ailes died. Couldn't happen to a nicer uh-huh. guy. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck him. Can we compare that to, well, maybe he becomes a good ghost, like, Jacob Marley in no. Christmas no, Carol. Fuck him. No. We could do a modern Christmas Carol with Roger Ailes comes back as the ghost, and he goes to Trump in his bedroom in the middle of the night. So Roger Ailes comes back There's like still he's time. the Jacob Marley, and he says, <laughs> "Trump." He's like, that "Trump, I'm fails. dead. This is it's <laughs> terrible." He's like. Dude, there's no strippers here. It's horrible. You, <laughs> yeah. you got to change yeah. bigly. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. You can't sexually harass but who would anyone the, up here. Okay, so but who would here. be the ghost of Christmas uh, ghost of the past, present and future for the the Christmas Well, Trump Barry ca- Gold Trump Bar- Barry Goldwater, clearly the founder of modern conservatism. He's clearly the ghost of Christmas, Christmas past. past. So he would be the <laughs> yeah. right. He's the, the ghost of conservatism past. Yeah. Right. So he would this, so in the Trump Carol. Right. So we have Roger <laughs> well, no, Ailes no, as no. the Jacob Mar- as Jacob you Marley. take a, the the from Saturday Night Live, Steve Bannon was the the guy in the skeleton costume. So ah, fuck Bannon. I don't <laughs> mean, he doesn't even enter into my consciousness. Uh, Bannon's a boozed up old fucking tosspot. He's, He's nothing. Asshole. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I like that. Goldwater is Goldwater, the past. Yeah. Who's the ghost of Christmas present though for Trump? Who's 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 oh, dead now? Who died? Uh, Reagan. It's clearly Reagan. Reagan, like, Reagan is, is definitely the Christmas modern present. The, the Christmas present. Yeah, because everybody would be past maybe. No, 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 no. We're talking politically. I think Goldwater, t- yeah. Goldwater. We're talking politics. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Or, um, Not that Roger Ailes, well, Roger Ailes was, you know, he's tangentially related to politics Nixon. through, you know, through community. No, wait, Nixon's on, still yeah. alive, right? No, no Nixon's not. dead. No, Nixon's dead. Nixon is di- dead. Nixon died. And then a ghost, well, of, uh, he, he, Christmas, Chris, ghost of Christmas Future. Watergate? Trumpgate? Stupid Gate? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, think, I, think, I think Nixon was more progressive than Reagan, actually. You know what so John Oliver said the other day in his show? Nixon actually wanted the job because they were talking about impeachment of presidents. They say at least Nixon wanted the job and like <laughs> respected the job, like, yeah. and respected yeah. it. And like you know, Trump doesn't seem like he fucking wants the job. Yeah, yeah Nixon was motivated by keeping his job, right? And, and doing yeah. <laughs> Trump is just <laughs> yeah, like Trump is just get me the hell out of here. What right. did I get myself into? He yeah. he wants out. He totally wants out. All right, so but who's the ghost of Christmas present in this? Exp- I think I just brought this up because I wanted to lighten the mood somehow. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. Otherwise, I, I think Reagan. I think he's dead. And, and then uh, future. What about? <laughs> I think he's definitely dead. What about and future? He uh, he definitely is the modern version of uh, conservatism. Oh, Goldwater. The future. So the successor the future. Of Who is the ghost of Christmas, Christmas future? Uh, Tucker Carlson. No shit, he's still alive. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. Oh man. Who could be Thinking the like, future? Who would be after when, Reagan? Who well, be are we Reagan? are we looking for somebody progressive or are we looking for somebody uh, who's a conservative that's going to say, "Hey, get your head out of your ass." Maybe right. it could be Trump's ghost in the future, or like Harvey Milk or something like that. <laughs> 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 like, look uh, him up, Dan, if you don't know who that is. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, who would be a ghost of Christmas present? Would it, would it be a progressive? No, would present? Be, you keep I'm, saying I'm sorry, future. 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 Ghost of Christmas future. So we have Goldwater past, <laughs> Reagan present. Who would be the future? All right, this is going to bother All me right. now. <laughs> well, that's up to you folks. Why yes. don't you call in and write Our in? Our audience members. Yeah. Yeah. Leave, leave us a comment. Of who is the ghost think? of Conservatism future. Yes. Who's going to lead Trump into the promised into land? The Trump, in the Trump Carol. In our production of the Trump Carol. That <laughs> the we're, Trump Carol. The Trump Carol that we're going to be doing sometime later this year. Look for it. And <laughs> we are going to produce this horrible movie. We're all Stage go- play. Can't wait. I'm going to brush up on my Trump impersonation because you know I'm playing Trump. <laughs> yeah. Can I be uh, drunk, i.e. Steve Madden, all the time? You can, or, dude. Uh, we'll paint your uh, nose red. We'll perfect. put some pock marks on you. Perfect. We'll put some crazy wig <laughs> ass wig on your ass. <laughs> Seriously, dude, we're gonna do it. Look for it the twi- Christmas twenty seventeen, folks. <laughs> Straight to video. The Trump Carol. The Trump Carol. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> the Gen X uh, men's production. Like he's like Trump's in bed. Uh, Melania, help! He's like fucking like screaming like <laughs> Melania, help me. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I'll be Melania. I don't know what to do for you, darling. Yeah, you must have great. a. You, <laughs> you must have nutty bread and go to sleep, darling. Oh God, never mind. I can never understand what the hell you're saying. That's why I bought you. <laughs> you did not buy for me, Donald. I came over here on a on a on a modeling scholarship uh, and uh, whatever. I, I, I might sound more like Ariana Huffington yeah, than right. Melania Trump. But you better uh, get rid of these ghosts before I touch, <laughs> press the nuke button. All right. 
Yo, keep your hand, keep your hand away from my it. hand and keep your hand off of the nuclear yeah. button, Donald. That's what you're doing. You're, you're not to hit the red button. <laughs> no yeah, hand like, for me. No, you cannot grab no. my pussy and you cannot uh, hit the nuke button. While the ghost is there, he's tweeting like, this ghost is in my Right. Room. He's like, like <laughs> I got to tweet about Hold on. I got to tweet about this. And then we'll have somebody on the side of the stage just hold up the tweets as we go. Right, like, this is what he tweeted. And <laughs> holds up a little card. <laughs> and you're like... Good uh, one, man. Good one. Uh, all ghosts are losers. <laughs> Baby. Like, oh man. Well, uh, this guy is the worst ghost I've ever seen. His clothes are terrible. Worst ghost yeah. ever. I've seen more translucency in <laughs> in a Sean Spicer press conference. Ghost, right. <laughs> that was come on. That was good. That, that was great. That was good. <laughs> more transparency in the Sean Spicer. Uh, it was huge. Oh. Yeah. Your chains are huge. Tra- <laughs> Why? I don't want my chains to be as huge as yours. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. Have we talked about that <laughs> enough? I think I think we've lost our effing minds. Let's call it. Let's we call from it. From sheer sadness. Time of death. <laughs> yes, the, the time of death of this episode. Eight fifty p.m. Holy shit! I hope not, man. Uh, I'm, I'm burnt. I think this week has burnt me the hell got, out. I think we got it all. <clears throat> yeah. And we wanted to talk about a little bit of Trump and his shit nanigans. And I, I will point this out. I, I think impeachment's the wrong way to go. I hope he doesn't die in office. I hope he doesn't get shot. Uh, martyrdom is the wrong way to go. Impeachment is the wrong way to go. Let this moron play out his four miserable years, and hopefully the country will learn a lesson for all eternity. You can't go back. Yeah. Ugh. No. You can't. The good old days weren't always good, and tomorrow ain't as bad as it seems. Oh, Embrace your gay son. I like that. Hug a Muslim and move the fuck on. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Dot org. Hashtag get the fuck over it. Move. Snowflake uh, right winger. Can I can I say I hate that freaking word? Snowflake? It's stupid. Yeah. Well, it know. really is dumb. Derek likes it so much, though. So. I, I, where, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm I, kidding. I, I, I'm teasing you. I fuck kid. you. I'm not a snowflake. I kid. I kid I, because I, I love. No, I, I know. I kid I know. because I love. I know. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, well, well yeah. one of them. Well, Snowflakes, I, I think it's time to end this episode. I don't know. Is it? Is it time? I mean, have we uh, Have we solved the world yes. problems? It's time to go back to our safe spaces and watch out for trigger warnings. and Yeah. Burn our Confederate flags. Take down the monuments of the past. Well, I I don't think I think we were so depressed in the beginning of the podcast that we didn't tell everyone. Uh, please go to our Facebook page. Please like us on Facebook. Please li- find us on iTunes for God's yes. sake. If people don't like, like Podbean, subscribe. To our subscribe. Write comments. We need comments and reviews. Give us lots of stars. Give us lots of stars there, or either come find us and punch us in the face and make us see stars. <laughs> right. Make us see stars that way. Either way, we'll take it. We right. love the feedback. It right. doesn't matter, good or bad. Yeah. Feedback or fist back. And we know? have some big things on the horizon, and uh, we just want to uh, thank everybody so far. Yes. And yeah, uh, if anybody keep has looking any out. suggestions for, for topics, suggestions, yeah. comments, death threats, anything. No death threats. Send them our way. Well, yeah. Okay. How about life fine. threats? Life threats. Threaten us with a life. So, yeah, if. We're it's yes, like Derek kid. said, we got big things coming on, big plans for the podcast. We're gonna go spread the word and you guys are a part of that, so out there. So hopefully we didn't depress everyone too much. Please listen to our next episode. We'll try to be much more upbeat next time. Yeah. We're gonna talk about flowers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yay. Gen X and flowers. Do we have sure. more allergies than other generations? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Or yes. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace. Later. Blicka, blicka, da 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 da
Blicka, 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 blicka.